What is going on? My name is Taylor, and this podcast is called Who Knows, a podcast that works to answer the simply complicated questions of life and promote a life of self-love, mental health, and creating your own normal. Don't worry, we are just as lost as you are. Hello, all, and welcome to episode seven of season four. Uh, what the heck? I cannot believe how fast it feels like this season is going by. But also May, when the season started, feels like a thousand years ago. Tell me how that make it make sense. Uh, and there also still feels like there's so much I want to accomplish. So many things I want to create. So... Even though the podcast season might be ending soon, I still have so much to make happen and I'll be plenty busy. But I have been having an issue right now that I hoped I wouldn't have that I'm really upset that I'm having, but I'm kind of just dealing with, um, you know, as this summer rages on, I find myself feeling similar to how I felt every summer for the past five summers, like five years or so, just feeling kind of sad not gonna lie, I'm feeling pretty down. I don't know what it is. And I hate that I feel this way. But I have to be honest about it, right? Like I can't just push it to the side. I've had some fun this summer. Yeah, with going on vacation and all that stuff. And I even have another trip planned in uh, August. Uh, And I'm really excited about that and getting combination of nerves and excitement about other things going on, but there's just still something about summer that makes me feel sad, which does not make any sense. Like the sun is shining. This is the time of year when people are usually feeling good. And I do love moments of it, but I also really don't. I cannot understand this issue with me in the summer, but I do know that I had a pretty bad breakdown the other day that luckily for me happened during therapy. And I'm so grateful that I was with a trained professional during a moment where I was feeling some pretty scary feelings. And I'm still in the midst of working through some of them right now. Um, But I do want to claim a victory for myself that my therapist pointed out to me. She mentioned that I've come a long way with the ability to handle stressful situations and difficult feelings, that my window of tolerance has gotten larger, and that I should be proud of the fact that I'm able to realize that I'm feeling bad, sit with it, figure it out, even if it's really tough, and then try to press on, which is what I've been doing this month. And five summers ago, I wouldn't have even been able to do that. I would not have had the strength to be doing this podcast right now. I'd be feeling too hopeless and believing all these bad feelings that I have going on. And believe me, I have some moments where I'm just like, I can't do this anymore. But I know for a fact that I've come a long way. I used to, like in the past, right now, I would be on a solid 12 on the scale of feeling really terrible to being okay. And now even on my really bad days, I feel like I'm at like an eight, which is, you know, actually not that bad, like in the grand scheme of things. I feel like I'm doing okay. And all this to say, what I really want to share is just how I'm acknowledging that it's awesome that I've grown and that I am just so glad to have the ability to do this work that I do with who knows that's all about mental health and not only allows me to advocate for its importance, but I'm also working on my own mental health. And I really hope that me sharing stuff like this gives somebody else the courage to either acknowledge how far you've come, even if it feels small, the small moments do matter. And I just, I wouldn't have any of this without all of you. During these times where I feel really, really shitty, I look at all of you and I think about all that I have going on and you really keep me going. So thank you for that. And thank you for being here. Speaking of thank yous, before we get this show on the road, I have a few awesome thank yous to dole out this week to some very special people who are keeping me going in many ways. The first is those fantastical, super magical, extra special Indiegogo contributors who literally made this podcast season happen and are going to be forever a part of the story of the growth of Who Knows. Today, I am thanking Denise C., Bill B., McLovin, and Linda D. Thank you all so much for keeping this going and reminding me every day of the importance of this work that I do. I wouldn't be here without you. And we have, drumroll please, new reviews. 
Yes, we have new reviews. If you didn't know already, a review of the show on the old Apple podcast is the fastest and freest way to show that you love us and to help the show grow. And if uh, we have reviews... We move up in the charts and people can find the show. It's like a whole thing. It's really easy. And I really would appreciate it if you did it. And a couple of people did. So huge thank you to Cross BPG and Stephanie Dankovich, my sister, who I love so much, for your views and for helping who knows reach everyone who might need it all over the world. We're making it happen. Thank you so much. And thank you to anyone out there who listens to this and is like, I'm going to leave a review now because you are making it happen. All right, we are breaking it down, but not like breaking it down. We're topic breaking it down, which I guess is breaking it down. Let's just get to it. It's time for our topic breakdown where we hear from the mind of a mental health professional about the subject of this week's episode. To fully understand the emotions behind any subject, it is important to consult the professionals. And while conversations like the ones on our show are valuable and important and fantastic in so many ways, to gain the best insight on mental health, therapists are here to help. Our topic for this episode is being alone, me time, or as it's called in the Muppets movie, having a me party. Party just for me. But it's definitely not always a party. Uh, Being alone feels like it has two very different general points of view. There's a little in the middle here and there, you know, but I feel like mostly it's a love-hate kind of situation when this topic gets discussed. Guess which side I'm on. If you said hate it, you know me. (laughs) Um, But I would also say that I dabble in the middle a little bit. I keep saying the middle and thinking about Oreos for some reason. I feel like maybe now I just need an Oreo. (laughs) But for being alone, my middle is not a lovely cream center. Um, It is that I would love to have the opportunity to find the benefits and enjoyment of being alone that I hear so much about. But when I try to find the peace in it by doing things on my own or you know, being with my thoughts, which I am with my thoughts all the time, but like, I just don't like being alone. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Um, I always get scared of doing things alone. Like, how do I start? Am I just gonna be forever bad at this thing? Like, just not one of those people. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. That's where I'm like a little bit in the middle. But generally, I feel like there is so much about this topic that I just don't click with. And I want to, I want to figure it out, not just for my own sake, but for the sake of the people in my life, all those introverts out there that I love and that love me so much. And I just can't understand them. Sometimes, you know who you are. I'm going on this quest for you and for me, so that I can learn to love you more, and maybe even learn to love myself a little bit more. Maybe, and that might actually happen if I learn some of this. And thank goodness I have Jessica to help me out with this one. We know she will have some good stuff to say. She always does. Uh, so I would like to hand the mic over to Jessica Sheriff, our resident mental health consultant and an amazing therapist, to help us break down the topic of being alone. Me time and being alone. I feel like this topic is especially relevant right now due to the less talked about symptom of COVID, social isolation. We've had no choice but to spend so much more time at home, which for some meant dealing with loneliness on a scale they've never experienced. And for others, having that little bit of alone time from their families during their commute to and from work being completely stripped away. The point is many of us have probably been faced with questions of, Do I have enough time for myself? Do I have too much time for myself? And do I use whatever time I have for myself intentionally? So being alone has definitely had a bad rap historically in our society, and there is a plethora of research highlighting the physical and mental distress that too much social isolation can cause. However, being alone and loneliness are two very different things. Loneliness involves being isolated despite wanting social connections, whereas being alone means taking time for yourself between regular social interactions. There are benefits to spending time on your own as long as you balance it by maintaining strong and supportive social connections. Some of the benefits of being alone include improvements in concentration and memory, the ability to make your interests a priority, 
boosts in creativity, improvements in your relationships, more productivity, and last but not least, being alone makes you more empathetic, which let's be real, we could all use a little bit more empathy. Additionally, someone's desire for alone time is heavily influenced by their personality. Extroverts typically prefer to not spend time alone, whereas introverts tend to prefer it. But of course, it is not so black and white, and depending on your personality, it's important to find a balance between maintaining a support network and meaningful social connections and making sure you're capable of enjoying your own company. Now, if someone is struggling with loneliness but is not isolated, oftentimes spending time alone intentionally is the perfect remedy, as opposed to those who are forced into isolation but may be craving social connections People who have social connections but still experience loneliness may need to learn how to be there for themselves. They may be looking for connection outside of themselves that can only be found within. For anyone who is looking to incorporate more me time into their lifestyle, here are some things to try on your own. Take yourself out to dinner, try going to the theater or your favorite artist's concert alone, spend time in nature alone, travel somewhere new, or spend time learning something new, whether it's signing up for a class or teaching yourself a new skill. These are just some ideas. It's also helpful to ask yourself what it is that you need that you might typically try to get in a social setting. That way, whatever activity you choose to spend your time alone doing, it fulfills you and you're making the most out of your time alone. For example, instead of going to a club, try having a solo dance party in your room. Or next time you get an invitation to go to brunch, try doing a solo picnic at the park instead. The last benefit of solitude that I want to mention is emotional regulation. Through solitary pursuits, we reflect so much more and much deeper on our experiences, and this helps us learn more about ourselves and ultimately regulate our own emotions. Jessica always gives me life with her topic breakdowns, every single one of them top notch, but this one in particular really made me feel so much more at peace. So much great info and advice for those like me who don't understand being alone and for those that do like being alone. A great spectrum of perspectives. Uh, so awesome and so important. Thank you so much, Jessica. This is just a small example of what an opportunity to speak with a therapist might be like. If you feel like you might benefit from talking to a mental health professional, don't be afraid to seek one out. They have dedicated their lives to helping you live yours in the best way possible. And there's a therapist out there for you. Huge thank you to Jessica for breaking it down for us before we begin. Make sure you follow her over on Instagram at Jessica Sheriff. Places to find her are linked in the show notes, along with some great resources for places for you to find a therapist. Okay, everybody. So who do we hang out with this week? It's Casey. Yes, Casey. I feel like I'm making up a song. Casey is back, aka Casey and the Bear, owner of Parkbound Buttons, queen of pop culture cuteness in every form, one of my favorite people ever to talk about Disney and pretty much anything with, and someone who I know would wholeheartedly agree with the fact that stuffed animals are not just for children and are, in fact, an essential part of mental health. Casey, she is here. Last time we spoke, Casey was living in Orlando and since has moved to Austin, Texas, where she indeed survived the harsh winters and lived to tell the tale. Casey, so sorry you had to go through that. She talks a little bit about it. It's a wild time and that was a very serious thing, but she is doing fantastically. She's in a great new place. Love that for her. And as I said, she is the owner of Parkbound Buttons, where she offers super fun buttons, stickers, and other flair. She is also the host of the Single Rider podcast, a podcast about theme parks and dating, and a co-host on Resident Services, which is an Animal Crossing podcast. And when she was last on the show, she talked about how she became the talented artist and entrepreneur that she is. But today, we are talking about another part of Casey that I have admired ever since I met her, her seemingly effortless ability to enjoy her alone time. I know a lot of people like Casey who love to be alone, but I also know that there are a lot of others out there like me that see people like her taking solo vacations and going to the movies by themselves and cannot imagine because it's like, what if 
I have a panic attack and no one is there for me to cling to them for comfort? What if you get lost? What if you feel lonely? Doing something fun or even facing a challenge with only yourself seems really hard for me to wrap my head around, but Casey's here and she's going to give us a one-on-one. She's going to clue us in on how and why she enjoys her time to herself, and she's going to give a little insight on her alone time experiences that make us all feel less alone on the topic of being alone. Alone. (laughs) So here is Casey and I talking about a little me time or being alone. Casey, it has been 1,000 years since I have seen you. Literally in person, it was like, I feel like it's been over two years now. One of the things that I have always been like in awe of about you is like how you just like go out there and live your best life just by yourself. And to you, I'm probably saying that and you're like, what's the big deal? But like, This is like introvert and extrovert having this conversation of like, I feel like this is like tale as old as time between these two personalities where it's like, I need to be alone. And I'm like, I can be alone, but how long am I going to last before I like need to be around somebody? So, and I've never really dove into this with an introvert or somebody who loves their alone time. So let's just start from the beginning. What is your earliest memories of like oh I like being alone what is your where does your story begin with enjoying your alone time and going on your adventures that you go on by yourself I think it really started as a kid I grew up with two sisters and one that lived with me but I was the youngest and so whenever my sister would be out with her friends or like her friends were over, obviously they don't want the little sister hanging around. So um, I always just kind of was by myself or like I would just do things on my own in my room, like draw or I had just like now, I mean, I, I, I've always loved Disney and like, like I had like tons of toys and like big Barbie fan love to play with my Barbie. So I just learned to do those things all on my own whenever whenever my sister didn't want me around. And, you know, I just kind of adapted from there. And I was like a pretty like quiet kid. And so I had like one best friend that I would hang out with sometimes, but that wasn't until I got a little bit older. So yeah, I just kind of like just, you know, from being the youngest and like, just being kind of a little nerd. I just like hung out by myself and like, like I would like write stories and like draw and like just kind of create my own little worlds. The Barbie thing, especially when you said Barbies, I was like, yes, because that was one time I remember in my life where I was like, I can do this like and be totally chill by myself. And I feel like as I got older and like had more people around me more often, because I have two older sisters, but I didn't ever live with them full time. And I am also the youngest um, and they're significantly older than I am. But I remember, I guess, like maybe when I started having like multiple close friends like I had these two friends that I saw like all the time and like as I transitioned into middle school and met more friends and like for me like the sad thing about it is like when I really think about it when I was with other people it was like I felt like not only less alone but like excited to be like oh I get to like share my existence with other people and like felt like validated about like how I was existing because there were other people like around me. And like now I'm like dealing with that as an adult being like, oh, now I feel like everything that I do, I have to have somebody look at it and be like, look at me, look how cool I am. I am curious as you got older and like, did anything change? Did you still enjoy that time alone? And when did you start? My biggest question especially is like, when did you start going on outings and vacations alone like how did it evolve from enjoying your alone time as a child to transitioning into still loving that as an adult I guess 
I would say in middle school and high school, I had friends and I had people that I hung out with. And I always hung out with like my, I have a sister that's 10 years older than me. And so we would always hang out. But then I think it was really college whenever I was truly like I could be independent. I wasn't living with my parents anymore. One thing that I did and thinking back to it, I mean, like I wanted to go to a college where I didn't know anyone. I picked a college that I think I had only heard that one other person from my high school was going to. I don't know why. I just was like, yeah, like, let's just like go somewhere new and meet new people. And I think that would be fun and interesting. So I went to a college not knowing a single person besides like, oh, Jeff from your high school is also going there. But it's not like we were friends in high school. So we're not going to be friends in college. So I just was like, yeah, this seems like a fun adventure. So in college, yeah, I, as I was getting to know people and meet people, I would take that time to like, oh, I'm going to go, you know, I get to go to like Target by myself. I don't have to take anyone or go with my sisters or anything. So, but you know, then I had a group in, in college that I hung out with. And I think because like living in a dorm, you're around people all the time. I really needed those moments of like Saturday's my day to like go to Target and then like walk around the mall and like maybe like grab some food or something like that because I think it was a little like maybe like overstimulating to like live in a dorm where literally no one locked their doors we all just like hung out it was an all-girls dorm so it was just like there was people everywhere all the time so going out and having these like outings by myself was kind of like my way to like recharge and like do my own thing. But I think that's really like as an adult where it all came from, because like it was funny because I did have friends in college. I would be like, you went to Walmart. Why didn't you tell me I would have went with you? And I'm like, I didn't need you to go with me. I mean, I was just grabbing some stuff. It's not a not a big deal or anything. But yeah, I had you know, I had friends in college that would, like, if they were going somewhere, they wanted someone to go with them, like, target runs, things like that, I'm like, okay, I mean, I'll go, like, I don't, I don't need to go, and I would never, like, I don't know, there's just something that I would just never, like, dare to ask someone, like, hey, I'm, I'm going to target, will you come with me, because it was just like, no, that's just, like, my target time, and that's my, you know, time to do whatever, and so, in college, I met my um, my partner who I ended up, I was with for 10 years. So, you know, I had someone all the time, you know, right after college, I moved in with him, but I didn't really have any friends like in the town that we lived in. So, I mean, like we did kind of everything together, but, you know, as time went on, there would just still be like, oh, I want to see this dumb movie that like, I don't think he wants to see. So I go see the movie by myself and I didn't really start traveling alone. I mean, truly until like I had the means to. I think my first solo trip was it was for work. It was a work trip to like go to a conference in Austin, actually. And so that was my first time to get to like, you know, as an adult to like do whatever I wanted and like grab whatever food I wanted and be somewhere completely like by myself and do my own thing you just need those times and I think that's what I did like once I finally like had a little bit of extra money and I was able to afford it I had I was working from home and my partner had you know a full-time eight to five job so I had the ability and the you know privilege to be able to take a trip by myself and I went to Disney alone after after that Austin trip, and it was really exciting. You almost feel like you're doing something wrong or, like, you're like, oh, like, I'm actually, like, an adult. I'm an, an adult business person. I'm, like, traveling alone. I don't know. There's something so silly about it whenever you haven't done it before because it just feels so different than when you're traveling with a partner and doing all the things together and you have someone to sit with on the plane and eat some gross airport food with. So yeah, so that's kind of, <laughs> I feel like I just went on a little journey. But um, yeah, like it, it wasn't until like my early 30s or yeah, like my late 20s when I finally did like travel alone just because 
I couldn't really afford to do it before alone. But it's really, it's really nice. And I love it. <laughs> I think that there is something to be said about learning to enjoy time alone if you feel like it's terrifying. But when I realized that like I needed to work on it was like, I remember I was at Hollywood Studios by myself and I was doing okay. I was like, went on Tower of Terror and like did all the things that I really like. But then I remember I got a pretzel and I had my pretzel and I was like, all right, here it comes. And I just started crying. I was like, I am alone here. Like, this is so, it, it, like, I hate saying this, but like, it just felt sad. That person that you said was like, oh, I would have gone with you. There is like this kind of, it feels like we have this culture where like alone is synonymous with like sad, where like you, oh, you didn't have anyone to go with yeah. you or like you couldn't, like you're alone. And like, I was alone at Disney for like seven hours before my giant family was going to be there. And like, so I lasted literally like less than 10 hours alone before I like had a complete freak out about it. And like, that was the moment where I was like, I think that this is something that, I want to get better at because it doesn't have to be lonely. Like it should, like, it's like you're saying, like, it's like, oh, I'm doing something like almost wrong where I'm just like doing whatever I want. And it's exciting. Like, what are some of your favorite things to do alone? And in general, like you touched on it a little bit, but like when you've been around people a bunch and then you finally get to your point where you get to be alone, like, what does that feel like for you? And yeah. And what are some of your favorite things to do alone also please give me suggestions of what I should try to do alone because I've tried I went to the movies once alone recently not pre-pandemic way pre-pandemic but yeah I just asked you like 10 questions so whatever you want to start with <laughs> yeah I mean honestly truly my favorite thing to do alone is go to the movies because there's something about the movies that like going to an actual movie that you can't really replicate at home because at the movies, you don't need anyone. Like, you're there for the movie. That's why, like, the movies aren't a great date unless it's like, oh, I hope this person holds my hand. Truly, a movie is the place where you get to turn your brain off. You don't have to worry about anyone around you. You don't have to worry about what someone might think about you being there by yourself because it's dark um no one can be on their phone that's another thing that like I can watch a movie at my house by myself all the time but the problem is is that I immediately kind of grab for my phone but at a movie you know the lights are off can't have your phone and you can't do anything but focus on that movie that's real that really was always my time to just not have to think that's another thing with being alone is that you have a lot of time to think about things but at least in a movie you're all you're completely invested in this movie and what's happening and what's on the screen and you're thinking about that and you're just completely immersed in the story whereas watching a movie at home oh I can get texts from my friends I can start looking at something and the next thing you know the movie's half over and you haven't even paid attention to it so um that was always my favorite thing to do alone just because it's truly the like reset that I need sometimes to just like whenever I lived in uh, Florida I had like movie pass and then like AMC A-list and I would just see movies all the time because like I was dealing with a lot of just like anxiety and like depression and that was kind of my way to like get away from it for a little bit I think there was maybe one time that I was in a movie and I kind of started to panic a little bit because I I have like death anxiety so anytime if a movie like talks about death in a certain way it kind of gets me a little a little stressed. And I remember it was at the beginning of a movie and I thought, I'm going to have to get up and leave this movie. But I kind of just kind of just kind of blocked it out for a second and thought about it and thought, okay, should I just leave? Should I just get up? And then like 
the moment has passed. You know, the the next scene happens. And we're talking about something completely different. So, yeah. So, in Florida, like, I was just always at the movies. And, um, you know, and you can just kind of pick whatever. I saw all kinds of stuff. So, that was that's always been my favorite, like, solo thing to do. It is, I feel like, so, like, low stakes as far as, like, to really trigger anything besides maybe something on the screen itself so I've always loved doing that and um I also just love a like a trip to just like walk around Target can't you know stress that enough just being able to go at my pace and you know look at things that I want to look at and if I only want to be in there five minutes I only got to be in there five minutes but if I want to like make it a you know, make it a thing and walk around and see what's new. That's always really nice. Like, it's also kind of like traveling alone to where you can pick what you do. But like, like you were saying, I mean, I can't sit here and tell you like, oh, yeah, like traveling alone is like fine and perfect and wonderful, because it's not always you have so much time to yourself and so much time to think about everything. I think one thing that's always been really great for me is that because I have this love of Disney and this Disney Instagram, I've met a lot of great people. And that's one reason that I even moved to Florida was because I knew that I had a great support system in Florida uh, full of like wonderful people that are very nice and that I would have people to hang out with when I needed to. Even going to California, I run into people that I know. I have this alone time, but then I can break it up with little bursts of like getting to like oh let's like if I run into someone in the parks that I know and we can talk for a little bit maybe walk around and get some like a snack or something and then and then be on our way I do think that having people around definitely recharges you just the same as leaving people and being by yourself recharges you because I think you need a real you need a balance of both because otherwise your tank is just going to be, it's just going to be depleted one way or the other, because I think you can't just not see people. There's just something about being around people that love you and care about you and are interested in what you have to say that really replenishes you. But then there can be too much of that. It's really a balance and kind of listening to yourself and listening to what you need at that time. No, I mean, that's all like, it's interesting, because I feel like I never thought about this in the sense that what you said about balance where I feel like what I'm literally realizing right now is that I need to get better at the alone thing because of the imbalance that I have with being around people all the time because as I start to think about that train of thought even if you're with people that love you and that accept you and that are you can be totally yourself with there is something that happens when you're around another human being where your brain is like all right we have to be on like we have to be here and like present and ready to like exist in front of an audience essentially like even though it doesn't even though it shouldn't feel that way like sometimes I do everything with Kyle and Sometimes I literally say to him, I'm like, I feel like I'm not like doing enough. And he's like, we live together. Like, but I still like can't help but feel that way because I feel like it's a natural reaction almost to like being around another person. And so sometimes I feel like when I'm alone, and again, I'm just coming into this realization that it like translates, like I, I, my brain doesn't know how to turn off being on even being alone, I'm like, what is what are the people in my life going to think about what I'm doing right now alone? And I'm like, I'm alone. Like, I should be able to just do whatever I want. But because I have such an imbalance of always being around people and like, also just me in general being the kind of person that not only do I spend a lot of my time around people, I spend a lot of my time pleasing other people because that's just naturally what I've always done. When I'm alone, I'm like, what is the purpose of this? I'm not with anyone. Like, what am I even doing? 
And I'm realizing that that is a huge imbalance of me spending so much of my time focusing on doing what other people want to do and pleasing other people. I always feel like I have to do everything for everyone and I don't feel like I can just exist. And sometimes I do try to like sit back and like if we're like, if, like if the classic one is like, where are we going to eat? And I'm like, I know exactly where I want to go. I know exactly like because I, I, I just am naturally that way. I'm like, I know exactly what I want. But I've used that I know exactly what I want to please other people and never to like be selfish and like like because I always that's what it feels like it always feels selfish and I have tried to just sit back and just let everyone and I'm like all right I'm just not gonna say anything and just let everybody you know I'm just here never works and I'm always like all right I have to take hold of this and like make it happen and so yeah when I'm alone I feel like I have no purpose but the reality is the purpose is to just be with yourself. And I actually felt like when you were telling the story about you being in the movies and confronting that that death anxiety that you have, that was like a very awesome like example of kind of just a, tr a way of thinking in life as well, where like you encounter something that you're terrified about and you're like, okay, I can just like ignore this and like not deal with it. Or I can like sit here and like let it pass, which is terrifying because like you said, like you wanted to just get up and leave because that's like, I can't handle that. Cause if, and like that is in life, like you feel like you're like, I want to just get up and leave from this because I can't handle it. And there are some things where like, it's very clear that it's time to get up and leave. But in that moment, you not only like got to sit and enjoy the movie by yourself and continue to enjoy your alone time, but you had a moment where you, you're like, I had a small victory of kind of like letting that fear not stop you from doing what you want to do. Yeah. And like a lot of times, there are times that it just kind of, the thoughts just kind of overwhelm you or like, I went to this comedy show the other night and I almost didn't go because it was just kind of like the odds were stacked against it because it was like, okay, well, it's downtown. So I'm going to have to drive downtown. I'm going to have to figure out this parking structure. It's raining. I'm like, well, that's another strike. Like, like it's just so much easier for me to sit here in my on my couch and just like do the same thing I do every night. But it's like, I've invested like 20 bucks in this. Like maybe I should go. Maybe it'll be a good time. I was like, fine, I'm just going to go. So I went, I got through all of the things that I was worried about. And then even when I was there, I also have this weird thing about leaving a place to where like, oh, there's going to be crowds and like, I'm going to have to get in the elevator with strangers back to the parking structure and and there's going to be a line. And there was just like two comics that were going. And I'm like, should I just leave now to like miss the like rush? And then, but there's also, then I'm just like, uh, I'll just sit here a little bit longer, you know? And I just keep telling myself, I'm going to, I'm just going to stay here a little bit longer. Let's see what's, you know, okay, I've got two. Okay. One comic left. Okay. Okay. This, the last comic's going on. And then, so it's just kind of like giving myself little goals, you know, like, okay, well, if I can just go for 10 more minutes here, then if that 10 minutes is good, okay, that was funny. Like, let's go a little bit longer. I did end up leaving before the last comic set was done. At that point, I was like, well, I got to go to the bathroom and then I got to like drive home and all right, I'm just going to go. <laughs> but it was like, I was fully ready to leave after the third comic and there were like six but I just kept telling myself okay like like you don't want to leave just yet you're gonna miss something and and if you can just last for a little longer and then just keep going until until you kind of like finally are like okay this is my this is my time this is my you just kind of feel it and then you can just leave you know it's kind of comforting to hear you say these these kinds of things because the reason I am talking to you is because from an outside perspective, I would never even guess that you had a second thought about doing anything by yourself. Does that kind of thing happen often where, you know, even though you do enjoy your time alone, there are still like fears that come up that you have to like encounter? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, there's just something so safe about, you know, your house, especially after the year we've had 
we've kind of trained ourselves to think if you stay home, you'll be okay. And, you know, and if your home is with other people, then that's even more of like, yeah, I mean, like I should stay home because, you know, it's not only me, it's with the other people that I'm with. It's just better for us to stay home. But yeah, as things are starting to open up more and like feeling a little bit safer, like with my vaccine, that it's just like, at some point I got to get back out there. And I got to like, you know, I live in a new city that I haven't fully explored yet. There's so many opportunities for things that I can be doing. You have to just kind of battle for within yourself to decide if and when you're going to get out. Because especially being somewhere new that I haven't ever lived before, it's scary because it's like, I don't know what the parking issue is. Like I have to kind of show myself that these that this is going to be okay. Or drive by and be like, oh, that looks like a nightmare. I'm not going there. So yeah, so it's a, it may feel really easy, but yeah, there's truly like a battle going on of like, is everything going to work out the way that I hope that it works out? Because then once you've done it once, then you kind of know, or, you know, like you're like, okay, well, yeah, like, oh, I like coming here. The parking lot is really big or like, oh, like the people are really nice and like, oh, the, there's a lot of tables. Like it's really just once you've, you know, face that kind of discomfort that you have or the things that you're anxious about, then it can reassure you that like, oh, these are good things that I can do again and I can make habits out of these. But it's, but yeah, but there's, there's so many things that you can play over in your head that kind of tell you like, oh, don't go like, oh no, like, the, I mean, the parking is just going to be terrible, you know? I don't, I'm, I feel like I could do an entire mini episode for this mental health podcast about people and their parking fears. Yeah. Y'all, I do not identify with this. I, but I am talking to more people who say this all the time. Like, I, I love that I'm hearing that more often because it's something that I never have thought about that there are people that are worried about and that's like a clear also example as well of like never to like minimize what somebody is afraid of because like even though to me I'm like what's the big deal about the parking situation like I like it's that's a real fear for I'm seeing like more and more people and like there are so many things that people will hear or see that people are afraid of and think it's such a little thing like there might be people that are hearing this episode hearing me talk about how afraid I am to do things by myself and they're like what's the big deal but like it's never okay to minimize something that somebody's afraid of because it's real it feels very real and like in a lot of instances could prevent you from doing something that could be really fun but like you said and one of and like this is one of my favorite things ever that I think about a lot now uh when I think about conquering you know life in general and conquering like my mental health issues is it is there are terrifying moments but if you take the leap to at least try those terrifying things and the, and you have and you have a success you can take what happened during that success and bring it into the next time that you feel that fear and i also think that like the idea of knowing that you can always just opt out like you can always if you get there and you don't like it you can always just leave like that to me like there's a version of me that is like oh well then you failed but it's like no you tried it like you at least went and tried to do the thing and like I think that that's commendable and important to acknowledge yeah and I think something about doing things with other people is that you're less likely to bail because I mean like for me a lot of the times is well I have to stick it out because of who I'm with because my partner likes this band because, you know, my friend likes this store. But the beauty of like being alone is that this is all about me. And this is, I can leave and not, not feel as bad because I'm not disappointing anyone else besides myself, you know, if I consider that, you know, disappointing myself. But then, you know, when you're with someone else, I don't know, yeah, you can just feel a lot of guilt about like, hey, I'm having, you know, I just want to 
leave or I just want and then they just oh you know their face kind of falls and they're like oh you want to go like that's uh, okay yeah that's fine but then you, you know you feel, just can feel really guilty about messing up someone else's experience even though your experience isn't doing that great but yeah but being alone it's all you know it just is it's all me and this is what I'm choosing and this is what I'm doing and I don't have to disappoint anyone you know so yeah with like concerts and stuff like I've been to a couple shows by myself um and I'd never done that before and it was you know kind of strange but at the same time it was also kind of nice because my ex always wanted to stay until the very end and I'm like come on let's go like let's be parking (laughs) me in that parking lot like I don't want to get stuck in this lot (laughs) and so yeah it's nice to go by myself because I get to choose if and when I leave early if I want to and stand where I want or if I want to find a seat or you know like there's good parts to it and then also just thinking about like the people that you're with and if you're having a bad time then I don't know there's a lot of things to think about yeah when you are doing things with other people because just like going to Disney you kind of have to take other people's opinion you know their what they want to do too you have to adapt you have to make sure that everyone's having a good time and like being a people pleaser if someone really wants to do this one thing, you're going to make sure that they do that thing. But then maybe not, you know, maybe that means you don't get to do the thing that you wanted to do. Aside from the fact of like enjoying being around people and like my biggest thing is like, what if something goes down and you're alone? Like, have you ever had a moment where you're like, oh shit, like what am I going to do? I'm alone. Like what's happening here? Like I remember you told that story last time we talked about when you put all your stuff in the window at the hotel and then somebody was like hey I'm snapchatting your hotel room and then you had to like move hotel rooms like just I'm I'm hoping that stuff that goes down like happens like very few and far between yeah like definitely that one time where I had one of my Instagram followers staying in the room next door to me and they were snapchatting me and that was you know one of those learning moments where you're like ah you don't need to post exactly where you're staying, which hotel, whenever all of your followers go to Disney World and they could find you and then make you feel very uncomfortable. And even living alone, I've had, you know, some situations here moving, like moving to a new place in a pandemic where all of my friends that I have, you know, in town, like they're my friends, but also like it's a pandemic and like I didn't know them that well and just I had some things go down where I was alone and I really needed someone or something you know I just like I just got on the phone with my friend and like cried because I was just like I just need to like talk this out or something because it's hard to cope you know like like I ended up having to move apartments after just moving to Austin and it's just super stressful to do that you know by yourself when you're alone it's like you're taking on not only the burden of trying to assess the situation and fix the situation but also you are feeling that situation and trying to you're trying your best when it's like you can't do it all like you know it's just it's just nice to have someone else that like one of you can, it's always nice to be, one of you can be the stressed one, and one of you can, like, go talk to the agent at the gate again and, and figure it out. But it's it's doing it all and having to, you know, navigate it all by yourself that it can be just a lot. This is just going to make, this is going to make people think that doing things alone isn't great, but it really is. <laughs> it's just, it's just experience now. It's just something that you've experienced and that you have experience with. My friends Adam and RJ are moving to a brand new city and um, having to do a long move. And I can be like, here are the things that went wrong on my move by myself that I can give you this information so that you can do better. Or like you at least have the knowledge that I learned. So it is really nice to kind of be someone that 
people can lean on because like they know that I went through this thing and I can at least be like oh yeah or I mean even with like traveling like oh yeah their uber pickup is really weird you have to go up these stairs you know it's like these are just little things that you learn and that you now are kind of a you're full of this knowledge that you can give to other people yeah I mean I because like again when I wanted to talk to you about this I was like oh she's she's got it all figured out but knowing that you have gone through tough moments and have been through them, I have learned so much hearing about, you know, the experiences that you've had and the tough things that you've gone through. I mean, like I mentioned this in my intro, but like you went through that terrible winter storm in Texas that was terrifying for so many people. And like you are here and you handled it. I mean, I feel like that would have been a very huge, scary breaking point for me and I'm sure that you have tough moments very tough moments during that where you like couldn't even live in your apartment for a while but like you not only got through that but you were able to use knowledge of other times that you've had difficult times to get through a very big difficult thing by yourself and I think that that is just as commendable as your ability to go to Disney by yourself yeah and like the winter storm was such a such a thing and it's interesting like thinking about it because when it first started um it seemed like people that didn't live in texas um especially not people people that didn't live in southern texas or central southern texas to where we're not used to this at all like this isn't the norm and yeah like i didn't have i didn't have electricity for a little over four days and it didn't have water for 13 days and at the beginning people didn't really understand like oh you're out of power that's a thing that happens but people didn't understand the like severity of it and that this was just the beginning and so like it felt like as the week went on it seemed like on twitter and things like that people maybe started to realize this isn't a joke this isn't a joke about just Cancun, you know, and our senator going there. This is a real thing that people are freezing in their homes and like everyone pretty much lost water at some point. And that was a thing of I live alone and I've lived alone this whole time and I'm used to living alone and my best friend lives an hour away and the roads are too bad to get there. I had to go out of my comfort zone cuz she said, "Hey, I have a friend that I, I've met this friend, I think, once before. My friend, April, she lives seven minutes away from you. If you can get there, like, she's got power, she's got water, please go. And my, like, pride was saying, like, oh, I can tough it out. Like, you know, I've, I, we still had water at that point, and, you know, I was like, oh, well, I can just, like, stay under the covers, and... I'll figure it out. Like, surely it's not too bad. But, you know, the more I thought about it and sat with it, I'm like, I could be stubborn and be independent and just stay here. But sometimes you have to take the help that you're given, even though you're trying to be proud and be like, I live alone. I can do this. I can do this all by myself. But moments like that to where the whole state of Texas was in, a state of emergency because this was something that we were not prepared for and everyone was struggling like the pipes ended up freezing so I didn't have water for uh, 13 days I stayed with this friend for four days and they were so lovely so nice they were like cooking us like another girl ended up joining us the next like after a day because she was alone too I was glad that I that I went because it was like if I would have stayed, it was just miserable. Like we were getting emails from our apartment every day that were like, hey, we still don't have water. Um, if you need water, you can go ahead and grab a bucket and go to the pool so that you can flush your toilet. <laughs> it was bad. It was really bad for a long time. But yeah, that was just like one of these instances of like, yeah, when you're independent and you live alone and then you have to take, you know, Sometimes you got to take people up on their offers to let them help you because 
you don't have to be strong all of the time or feel that you're this super independent great person like sometimes it's okay to like you know lean on someone and have someone there to help you because sometimes you gotta you need help and it doesn't make you any less for lack of a better word good at being alone and any less independent I'm sure you've heard this a million times but I would be a terrible person to not say this because I care about you I'm so 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 sorry that you had to deal with that I'm so grateful for all the stuff that you shared because yeah I you know, I go into these conversations and I'm like, okay, like maybe this is how it will go. And I, that's why I love doing this podcast is because there's, you know, it starts with one small topic of like, oh, how do you go and do things by yourself? And then it evolves into like, there's so much more to be discovered about one aspect of life. And I'm just grateful that you were willing to share all of that with me. And you are just the one of the strongest people that I know for doing all the things that you do alone. You're you're a boss bitch, hundred <laughs> percent. Thank you. I really appreciate it. it. Makes me that makes me feel really good. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope that you got something out of this episode, whether it be a better understanding of the introverts in your life. I know I got some of that. Or maybe even a little bit of courage now to try to take yourself out for lunch or to the movies or maybe even just taking some time to sit with yourself for a little bit. Any way that you give it a try is great. Trying is still a victory in my book. And as always, we encourage you to have conversations like these with the people in your life. The more conversations like these we have, the less we feel so alone trying to figure out life and the closer we feel to those that we love. Don't let anyone convince you that you shouldn't talk about your feelings. They are valid and they are important. And sharing your feelings might help another person have the courage to share theirs. I am so glad that I had the courage to have this conversation with Casey. I learned so much about some of the value of being alone that I'd been missing. And it just feels so much better to know that even those who like being alone sometimes struggle with it. It just goes to show how important it can be to share your experiences with others because it can help in multiple ways. These conversations can truly make us all better and stronger and give us courage. Even though I am going to try some things alone, maybe if I can get the courage, I have the courage. I'm going to do it. Even though I'm doing it alone, I know that I'm truly never alone. You know what I'm saying? There's going to be other people out there trying things alone. And I'm like, I did this. And they're like, you know, you get it. You're not alone. Thank you to Casey for reminding me of that. Thank you for all the great stories and advice you shared. And I stand by what I said on this day that we talked. You are a true badass and I'm so glad to know you. The end is here. Apparently that's my new song for the end of the episode, but it's the end and you know the drill. If you want to stay up to date with episode releases or see cute pictures of cats, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Who Knows Pod. We are also on Facebook at Who Knows. You can visit us on our website at WhoKnowsPod.com. And if you want to send us any questions, comments, or just say hello, email us taylor at WhoKnowsPod.com. We feature pets and plants on our Instagram story every day we release a new episode. So if you want to send us a picture of your pet or plant child send it over and we will feature them email dm message in a bottle anyway is great send it on over i want to see them everyone wants to see them who doesn't want to see them i don't know if you'd like to show support for the show there are so many ways to do so like I said in the beginning, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, join our Patreon, lots of cool stuff going on over there, or donate to us on coffee one time, three bucks or more. It's awesome. All of it helps us to grow in so many ways and make the show better and better. So do it. It would mean so much to me. And I'll give you a shout out on the show. And who doesn't want that? Last week was seriously a rough one for me. But I made it here today for another week, truly because all of you are here. So thank you for being here. Through it all, you see it all, you hear it all, good and bad, you're still here. You love me no matter what, 
and I love you. And I could go on for a thousand years about how thankful I am to have you and have who knows because making it happen, doing hard things, having fun, and just truly figuring it the hell out with all of you is the reason that I get out of bed in the morning. Thank you so much for being here. Season four is nearing the end, but not yet. Not just yet. But for now, I will say, as I always do, who knows who's out there, but I love you so much. And thanks for listening. This episode was hosted by me, Taylor Dinkovich, edited by Kirsten Bowman. Our music is written and performed by the Isaac Kyloff Project. Industry, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 uh.